You stopped counting. I don't know if you've started yet. <clears throat> I've started. Have you started? Started. It's only just begun. No, no, we're eight seconds in now. Wow, eight seconds? That's a long ride if you're on a bull. <laughs> Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love. Nobody else does. Is crack in there or something? I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. It's La Magra Special Water. <laughs> Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre. Movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. But not this time. No, no. Because it's, it's a special, special month. Because we don't do that often. <laughs> For... Any excuse not to follow our format. <laughs> no, no. This movie is pure fantasy. This is based on the fantasy of love at first sight. Which uh, does not exist. And the fact that these two are not happily ever after. They broke up in like six months. Yeah. Did they? Yes. Well, maybe. I hope so. We'll see. Because he's never going to trust her. Yeah. Yeah, he's never going to trust Well, we know who John's least favorite character is. Uh, This week on the podcast, in honor of Tony and Carly getting married, I have picked a wedding movie. One of my all-time Wait, wait, wait. When are you getting married? Whose purple hair is this? It's mine. (laughs) Why is my hair on you? It was on the table. It was on my drink. What? Is that like a fuzzy? What's on? It looks like you have a weird fuzzy nipple. (laughs) Stop your hair, hair, Harry. Wait a minute. Let's get back to When are you getting married? (laughs) June 25th. What the hell? Thanks for letting somebody know, I guess. <laughs> I'm going. I took the day off work. I'm gonna, I'll be, might be busy that day. Apparently, I need to find a new date because John's not going. Well, hey, there you go. I can spend the day with me. Now Joe has a date. Watch me get my hair done. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to, I will spend the day so. with you. <laughs> At Jessica's house. <laughs> that sounds like fun. And if you need help with flowers, I'll help too. Okay. I want that on the record. <laughs> and if you want to start drinking at like nine o'clock in the morning, okay. I didn't realize so it was going to take so yeah, long. I'll, to I'll come over. <laughs> I, hope you, I hope all our listeners enjoyed this slice of life. Look, uh, the movie I picked was Four Weddings and a Funeral from 1994. Because it's just that good. So this movie has a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb with an 81 Metacritic score. It has a 96 thermometer and a 74 audience score. How much money did it make? The budget was $4.4 million. Yeah, because it's not a whole lot. There's no special effects in this movie. And in the United States... Alone. It grossed $52.7 million. Worldwide, it grossed... $245.7 $245.7 million. Jesus. This was nominated for two Oscars. Best writing. Really? Yes, which it <laughs> lost to Pulp Fiction. Okay. And Best Picture. This was the only Best Picture nominee that had no nominations in the acting categories. Whoa. But the other nominees that year were something called Quiz Show, which I've never heard of. You never saw a Quiz Show? Oh, I've heard no. of it, but I've That's never a great seen movie. It. Well, <laughs> Buckle up. The <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. That was okay. a much better movie. Pulp Fiction. Better movie. And that year's winner, Forrest Gump. Way better movie. Uh, there was no chance in hell that this was winning yeah. Best Picture, but it was. For sure. It was. I mean, I just thought it was funny that it had nothing nominated in the acting categories, and it's the only best picture. I think it would have picked Forrest Gump over Shawshank. Really? Yeah. In that year. Shawshank over Forrest Gump, yeah, I think so. But Pulp Fiction is the winner that year. Pulp Fiction is not as good as either Shawshank Redemption or Forrest Gump. You're right, it's better. <laughs> I what he said. disagree strongly. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Strong disagree. But it's just an opinion, man. It's a moo point. Those don't be facts. Moo. <laughs> Bove or butter. 
Um, so this was direct. No, really. What did you buy here? What I don't this? know. <laughs> 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 All right. So I put wine in that a water she's glass. She's only driving the podcast. It's a lot of wine in a water glass. I put wine in a water glass and I already drank half of it and refilled it. So Ooh. technically I'm on my second glass of wine. So technically Elaine's slot. Because half of this would be like one glass of wine. Yes. So... I mean, if I finish all this, then I'll be three glasses deep and I will be trashed. Focus. <laughs> I'm just warning Ben and Audra what they're getting themselves into. Ken, I'm coming over. <laughs> what if it's somebody's first time on the podcast and they don't know that Elaine is drunk? Well, not yet, I'm, but I do feel it. Um, so this was, <laughs> this was directed by Mike Newell. What else he has he done? has also directed... Welcome back to the podcast from the Guernsey Literary and Potato Society. Yes, yes. The Jake Gyllenhaal Society movie. <laughs> but then in addition to that crap, he also has directed... <laughs> wow, how'd that go, Carly? <laughs> the Prince of Persia, another stinker. Yeah. With Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> then some winners. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Was it? Mona Lisa Smile, which if you haven't seen that, Carly, you should. It's really good. So he does only stinkers. Donnie Brasco. Great movie. And then a version of Love in the Just Time of Cholera. Oh. Which I'm picking for your favorite. birthday next year. Okay, you I haven't I haven't seen it. I didn't know it was a movie until right now, but I'm picking it for your birthday. <laughs> I'm sure there are more than one version of Love in the Time of Cholera. I don't care. It's Carla's birthday pick. Uh, it was written by uh, writer Richard Curtis. That's got to qualify. Who is a welcome back to the podcast. He also wrote Notting Hill and Love Actually. And then in addition, Bridget Jones's Diary and About Time. What about so, Bridget Jones's Diary 3? He did the second one, but not the third one, I think. There Bridget are three Jones of those with Avengers. <laughs> yeah, Bridget, Bridget Jones. Bridget Harder. <laughs> <laughs> Electric um, Bridget Lou. Yeah. Uh, this stars Hugh Grant. Never heard of him. As Charles. He's a welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> From Music and Lyrics, Notting Hill, The Gentleman, and Love Ashley. This is his Ooh, fifth appearance. He gets a jacket. Oh! Um... We have Andy McDowell as Carrie. She's welcome back from Michael, but she's also in John's favorite movies ever, Multiplicity and Groundhog Day. Well, those aren't my favorite. I, I do enjoy those. I know you do. That's <laughs> why I wrote them. great movies. Yeah. Then we have Simon Callow as Gareth. He is a welcome back to the podcast from Victoria and Abdul, the movie with the Moonshee. <laughs> I'm aware of the Moonshee movie. <laughs> He's also, a secret fan. Yes, John's And a not-so-secret fan. I'm a fan not, of the, the Moonshee. <laughs> His, if I become a billionaire, I'm gonna have me a movie. <laughs> he made that he's movie, listeners, sing Todd. but he secretly loves it. <laughs> but every time they come in, they're only teaching he, me Sweeney Todd. Um, he was also in the Hawkeye series. Was he? Uh, apparently so. Mm. Uh, then we have John Hanna, who plays Matthew. Welcome back to the podcast from The Mummy. There was a barber. Then amazing, we have amazing as Spartacus. Dame Kristen Scott Thomas. She plays Fiona. She was in Mission Impossible, The English Patient, Patient Gosford Park. She is probably, other than Hugh Grant, the most famous person in this movie. Although she has the teeny tiniest part. I'm trying to think who would be the most after Hugh Grant, of course. Well... For Americans, it would be Andy McDowell, but this is a British movie made... For the British. For the British, and she would be the second most famous person in this movie if they were looking at mm-hmm. actors. Then we have Charlotte Coleman, who played Scarlett, and James Fleet played Tom. He was in Sense and Sensibility. The girl played Scarlett, was anything else? Not anything I'd ever heard of. Mm-hmm. None of these people... Because I enjoyed her. Mm-hmm. She was good. Some of these people were in... Um, 
other British shows I had heard of, but none of them were in Downton Abbey, and none of them were in Harry Potter. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. How about Game of Thrones? <laughs> now, I didn't... No, none of them were in Game of Thrones. Wow. wow. How the hell are they... Are they all not, 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 not these people. I didn't go through all of the bit players. Oh, I'm sure. I looked at players. some of them, like I looked at Bernard and I looked at Lydia, but... Bernard. That's how he says it. But I didn't look at everyone, but yeah. I just thought it was interesting that our everyone, principal cast... Everyone. None of them were in Harry Potter, which is pretty much... Had it every British person everywhere. They would have been. Yeah. And none of them. There were a couple people that were in Downton Abbey, but none of these people were in Downton Abbey, which I thought was interesting because that's another really big British. Yeah. And I'm not even. I don't even think any of them were in Sherlock Holmes as bit people. And the the Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Tony recognized <clears throat> the blonde guy who uh, from the first wedding. Mm-hmm. That he's like, well, it's probably good that it didn't work out with her because Angus. Whatever. <laughs> he was from Sherlock. The cover badge one. Yeah, but Tony know. just was like, that was like dude is Angus. familiar. I thought he the was blonde, Warlock at first, dude. but he wasn't. You know what name needs to make a comeback is Angus. <laughs> I actually suspect it might be pretty popular in other countries. I mean, it's not popular here, but that does not mean that there's pl- not plenty of Anguses out there. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of other points of view... Uh, Tony, what'd you think going in? I was like, I thought I'd seen this movie, but it was not the movie I I thought it was, so I had never seen this movie. Well, I was oh, movies all intriguing. John? I was positive I've seen this movie before, and positive I wasn't a fan of it. Oh, that's depressing. Carly? I had also never seen this movie before, really? but always knew that I would eventually. Like, it's one of those movies that's just like, people are like, why, I haven't seen that, especially when you watch the kind of movies I watch. So. Yeah, but I, it's you. It's always so been kind of on the list. Even though it is Carly. <laughs> so you're telling me is you saw the movie Warrior before or yes. Ranger in a Funeral. But even though That's impressive. Even though it is Carly, I am surprised you haven't seen this because this wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it I mean This is a Carly kind And of I have I do tend to like Hugh Grant and oh, I have seen good. most of No, his, his best movie you've already seen. Romantic movies. Mm-hmm. Have you seen about a boy? Yes. Shake your ass. Good. Watch yourself. That is a very good story. It's not his best movie. We all know what you think Hugh Grant's best movie is. He's a <laughs> You weren't ready for that word. You love it when he does that pop hip, don't you? Uh-huh. You want to hear some other? He's in Wham. Would you like to hear some other? But not Wham. <laughs> opinions about um, Four Weddings and a Funeral? Not particularly. All right. Well, this one is by Bevo13678. This is entitled Duck. Um, I like the bit at the start where they swore a lot. 10 out of 10. And that was it. That's all he had to say. Um, And then this is X Shaka WTWF. X, gonna give it to you. I cannot believe this movie has a user rating of 7.2. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So the bland characters, crude humor, and offensive language. Even Notting Hill was not this bad. And Whoa. it certainly wasn't good. Shots fired. Skip this unless you want something to fall asleep to. One out of ten. He rated it appropriately. <laughs> for his review. Not appropriately for this movie. Because this is a ten out of ten movie. But I thought that was pretty funny. 
I do say, uh, the F word was said 28 times in this movie, by the way. There are two versions, of, there's a couple different versions of this movie, and they edited out some of the swearing in the American version. Did this, oh. did this seem like a lot of swearing to you? I don't, it really no. didn't, but we're watching perhaps the American version. Okay, because well, I was like, I don't know if we watched it on about? HBO. <laughs> well, they replaced a lot of the buggers with fucks. Oh, okay. And which apparently fuck is a milder swear word than bugger. Oh, bugger. Hmm. So we wait, wait, part of the Caribbean, bugger, and I don't think anything of it. <laughs> so, but in parts of the Caribbean, when Jack Sparrow says bugger, that's worse than fuck. That's a Disney movie, <laughs> apparently. Oh, bugger. Well, I don't know. I would consider Books. British swearing to be much. I've heard British people swear, and I don't know what they're saying. I would consider it to be filthier than American said, swearing. You speak English American swearing, because we say pretty <laughs> much three things: fuck, damn, and shit. Uh-huh. And lots of Americans have a problem with the C word, and British people Cookies. use that as if it's, you know, you next shit. <laughs> I like that word, but you have to say it with a British accent that no one can get mad. You're being a bit cunty. See? I still got mad when you said I was being cunty. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> and you know I don't forget things. That's right. Name one thing you've ever forgotten. <laughs> I'm gonna let you think about that one. You're a bit cunty. No, more British. Oh. No. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So, their movie opens. It's gonna be a ride. Buckle up. We can't buckle up. There's no seatbelts in this. On this folding chair that we used yeah. to sit on. You mean in our studio? In the studio? Um, podcast 101. So we open with a sleeping man turning off an alarm clock. This is Hugh Grant Charles. And then we see other people getting up and getting ready. We see Matthew and Garrett. They live together. We see Fiona and Tom. They also live together, but our brother and sister. And then... Um, is that, is that all of us? No, we see the. We group. see David. It's David. We also see David, who is Charles's brother, getting ready. They're all eating breakfast, getting ready. I tis a lot of likes David. We, I mean, it doesn't tell us that there's a wedding yet, but based on the title of this movie, we have to assume that they're getting ready for a wedding. <laughs> and through it all, we keep flashing to Hugh Grant sleeping. Are you going to set an alarm, make sure Tony gets up for the wedding? I don't think it's necessary because like the wedding doesn't start until <laughs> s- <laughs> after six. How much am I yeah. going to have to drink? <laughs> we have until six. I mean, <laughs> what? To sleep? Nope. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, Oculus. <laughs> See, I think there'll be. You some say that as a joke, but you're not. Details at the happen. venue, like. You know, turning on the lights and making sure they all work and that kind of stuff. <laughs> the venue being your mom's backyard. Yes. So I think there'll be some last minute work to be done there. That's right. We're going to get a bottle of McCallum. <laughs> Why do you want him to be drunk for his wedding? I don't want him to be drunk for his wedding. That never ends well. Then they always just look like they're going to throw up on the bride. <laughs> and nobody wants to throw up on a wedding dress. Yeah, you might wear it again. <laughs> you shorten it and wear it again. That's what they tell you about bridesmaids' dresses. And it's true. <laughs> Every bridesmaid knows that. 
Really? Yes. We have all shortened our dresses and wore them again. <laughs> Nobody does that. That's a lie. Uh, hey, you want to focus here? This movie's long enough already. I'm just messing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why can't we talk about stuff? Because this is a long movie. It's not going to take me that long. I ran out of pages. I've only got six. <laughs> Set into my notebook. Okay. Tony wishes wow. he could blow bubbles. Tony, have you been drinking? No, I just noticed that though. I was like, that looks like a good What's bubbles. in this? I have some bubbles at work I can bring you. Cool. Yay. What are we waiting on? For the summer, since oh. my students don't really. Yeah, technically, she's not. One wrong. of my the students loves bubbles, but he's not coming back next year. I bet the dogs would like bubbles. I sometimes think about buying bubbles because they're fun. So I'm going to come home one day. Where are the dogs? Oh, they're in the back of town. <laughs> bubbles. All right. Bubble town. Cats might like bubbles. Maybe. They're not scared of them. I don't know. There's a lot of injuries lately. So whose wedding is this we're going to? I saw your Facebook. Oh, my God. Uh, we don't know yet. Oh. Um, our group all gathers and head off to the wedding, and we see Charles still sleeping. He gradually wakes up, looks at the clock, and begins to swear profusely. He then wakes up Scarlet. He doesn't profusely swear. He only says one word. He says it a lot. It's profusely. It's a lot. More than once, more than five times. You use one word and you put one of those little, you know, powers, exponents. Yes, it was exponentially like 15. Uh, he proceeds to swear profusely. And we see them running around, getting ready. So now, in Love Actually, it makes him, he's like, fuck shit, was it wanka, bugger, ass, and hole. So now putting bugger in there really does make a difference. Okay. They run out and they're trying to figure out how they're going to get to the wedding. They end up taking Scarlett's car, which only goes 40 miles an hour, which is pretty funny. And it makes one of those sounds like... (laughs) (laughs) And she's legit looking at a paper map to figure out how to get there. It's 1994. I know. I know. But I kind of feel like he's in the wedding. I kind of feel like we have not gone to the rehearsal (laughs) the day before. He's the best man. He was there. We don't know that yesterday. We don't know till they. Well, we don't know how. We don't know if they do rehearsals in Britain. We don't know anything about that. Yeah, Um, but I'm pretty sure they haven't told him how to get there. Best man is at least senior venue before the day. (laughs) But they they arrive at the church. And we see that not only are they super late, but Charles is the best man. <laughs> this Bad is, best man. This is the wedding for Angus and Laura. I don't know why I said it like that. <sighs> Angus and Laura. And then Angus said, and Charles apologizes for being late. And Angus says, it's fine as long as you have the rings. He doesn't. But he does not. Says, of course. Worst and best man book. ever. <laughs> So then Laura comes in. It's beautiful. She looks like a meringue. <laughs> she gets to the end of the aisle, and they op- do the opening hymn. And while they're in the Dominus opening Omos. hymn, Charles is checking all of his pockets for these rings. He cannot find them. So then he motions to his friends that he forgot the rings. Matthew, who seems to be better at charades than most, <laughs> realizes he's forgot the rings, and is like, oh, shit. So then he quickly, actually says shit. Stops and says shit. And then he knew he had to cover his ass. He knew he had to find some rings. Like and none of them have good. a single So he ring. reached out to uh, Alfred. <laughs> the yeah. only people that had rings were Scarlett and Fiona. 
<laughs> Scarlet's ring was a giant resin heart, <laughs> multicolored. Fiona's ring had like what a skull a wolf on it, or a dragon, yeah. or something. something. Yeah. I don't do. But uh, Matthew gathers the rings, <clears throat> and Charles says, "I'll be right back." And walks off to <laughs> Matthew. In the of the Can you imagine? Like, excuse me a moment. Where are you going? Do you have somewhere else to be? And gets the rings, and then. It's like I gotta take this. I'll be right back. Then they get to that part. He comes back. He's got the rings, and then he gives them to Angus and Laura, no, and he who are like with a straight face. He hands them the rings. Like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I got this. And they look at it, and they're like. What in the world, but okay. And they and go the with priest it. priest is looking like, what in the world? <laughs> but they all go with it. And um, they're married. It is a ridiculous ceremony with many different with songs and speeches and <laughs> yes. a folk singer. This is the one with the singers? Yes, this is the oh one with the folk God. singers. <laughs> Very long. Gareth is about to kill, fake kills himself. <laughs> um, but finally it ends. And we're on to the reception. Our friends gather and there is the awkward receiving line. And Charlie has noticed a hot lady in a fun black hat. Mm-hmm. He finds out that her name is Carrie. She is an American, works for Vogue. And uh, he tries to stalk her, but every but hey, she often disappears. <laughs> what? Nothing. That's what he's doing. He's like skulking around, trying nope. to get to talk. What's, We're good. What's wrong? The way <laughs> that you're talking is a little interesting. <laughs> I'm looking around, <laughs> and they're noticing this. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice anything. I Good job, Lily. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> could she be wearing any more clothes? I, I don't know, Chandler, could you? Attempting to enunciate so I'm not extra lispy. Do you have a problem with enunciation? Question mark. I love you, period. I want to hold you in parentheses. Okay. Okay. Are the parentheses your arms? It's a think piece. You'll come to you later. Why are you giving me think pieces in the middle of the podcast? I don't know. But maybe by listening to our podcast... He finally gets a chance to talk to Carrie, the hot American. Uh, He brings her champagne. He tries to talk to her, but then he gets interrupted by John. And uh, it gets super awkward because he asks John about his hot girlfriend. And he says, well, she's not my girlfriend anymore. And then uh, Charles makes a joke about how that's okay. She was fucking someone else the whole time. Just... Just in case, on the back burner, and he goes, she's my wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you just tap on the strip like, sorry, walk and away. And then <laughs> Carrie dips out like any good American would. <laughs> Mobile. And, she um, goes full Dinkelman? Yep. Wow, full Dinkelman. You don't go half Dinkelman. But then we go to... Did she skein her jeans? 
Uh, Carrie, I'm 100% sure she skis in jeans. Wow. She looks like the kind she of lady looks, that What do you would. think? I don't know. I skied once and it was in jeans. I th- I thought she seemed a little fancy for that. <laughs> I don't know. Based on the jeans. dress she wore to Charles' wedding. Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> what? Love you. I don't think that's... Get your feet off of me. No. Drop it. I um, do not consent. Uh, we get called into dinner. Mm-hmm. And then the speeches. Charlie has a great best man speech. I don't think he did it on purpose, though. You don't think he wrote that speech? You think it was accidentally a good best man speech? Mm-hmm. I disagree. And then we get a dance party. A song along? No, it's a dance party. Song along would be cooler. There's a lot of dancing. And Gareth is an interesting dancer. He's <laughs> having a wonderful time. That's, <laughs> that's the way to put it. There's a great line here. <laughs> Matthew says to Charles, I remember the first time I saw Gareth on the dance floor, I feared lives would be lost. <laughs> I did say before that, I said, somebody's going to get hurt on that dance floor. Well, there's no parking, baby. No parking on the dance floor. But there is a lot of crazy dancing. And our wedding winds down. Typical wedding reception. At the end of the night, Carrie approaches Charles. Don't they play Love is All Around? She. They do. At one of these weddings. I don't know if it's this one. And Tony was like. Because well, it, it came on and I was joking because they were like, we feel it in our fingers. And I was like, they feel it in their toes. And then it was, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck? This movie this is, is the origin that. of that song. Yeah. I didn't know that. This, that's where they got the song. I thought the origin was Love Actually. And I yeah. did too, in all fairness. They even mentioned no. it in Love Actually. Like, really? that's why we're doing the new version. Mm. This is. <laughs> you need to watch that again. He, well, that song was. In six months. Yeah. <laughs> that song was written for this movie. Oh. And the same director directed both movies. All of Hugh Grant's movies. And he, <laughs> not all of them, but he. Guy Ritchie did that last one. Yeah. But that's why they used that song in Love Actually, because it was a nod to his first movie. <laughs> when he got excited. Oh! To one of his first movies. Yeah. He's like, is Christmas all around? <laughs> Love, boring. <Yeah. laughs> that's funny. I'll put that on my list for, for the wedding, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what? Love is all around. Love is all around. Or do do you want love is all around or Christmas is all around? Can we do both? No, you have to pick a version. Which one's your favorite? Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) In June. (laughs) It's not July. Christmas in July, it's fine. We can do all. We can do Santa Baby. (laughs) All I want for Christmas is you. It'd be a whole theme. Baby is. It matches Tony Grosh in red. (laughs) I still want to hear Christmas is all around. I'll make a note to not tell the DJ. Hold <laughs> that up, follow the circle file. Oh, man. We'll get it. Thank you. It's not my wedding. I don't care. Yeah. It's Tony and Carly's wedding. What Carly says go. Think, what Carly's mom says go. I think it will be confusing. <laughs> if all of a sudden they play more, Christmas. more confusing than some of the songs we're <laughs> There's some interesting. Guys, like what? Oh my God. Choice. No, I want it to be a surprise. No, no. Yeah. Are there 15 versions of Two Child of Mine? Because that'd be great. No. That happened at my cousin's wedding. <laughs> what? They played at least three different instrumental versions of Sweet Child oh, of Mine. Like, are there different versions of Sweet Child of Mine? Uh, none of them yeah, by Axel Rose. <laughs> Yeah. But they played at least three different instrumental versions of that, which is a strange choice for a wedding. And then John and I watched, what were we watching that Tom Cruise movie? What's that called? Top Gun? Top Gun? No. <clears throat> the other day. 
We were watching Rock, is Rock of Ages. Oh yeah, we watched Rock of Ages, which is really good by the, the way. The soundtrack's top shelf. And John's like, this soundtrack is great. And he looked up the soundtrack, and I'm like, yeah, but I wonder if it's the actual songs or the actors, because the actors all song sang the songs in the movie, mm. and it is the actors. And I, I and then, one. but Tom Cruise sings Sweet Child. <laughs> is it good? Yes, actually. Really? It's not it's bad. It's pretty fantastic. He's actually not a bad singer. He's a pretty good I've singer. I've never seen the movie. I'll have to watch Tom it. Cruise is very underrated. Now. <laughs> it's on something for free. Everybody sure. seems to think, like, he makes these big blockbuster movies, like but everybody mummy. seems to think that he... I'm sorry, like the what? The Mummy. The, it's good uh, if it's yes. on. <laughs> but he makes good blockbuster movies, but everybody's movie. always like, well, he always plays the same kind of so, character, and it's yeah. just these big budget movies. But no, he's a good actor, and yeah, he doesn't actor. get... He's he not afraid to throw himself into a role. He doesn't get credit for being a good actor. He yeah. just gets credit for being for doing big budget yes, but movies. In Rock of Ages, he played... He was just drunk the entire time. Yeah, and it was great. And he did have to and sing you know he probably doesn't was... drink at all. He had to sing into a crotch. That's hard. Okay. Take your word. Have he you a... ever sang into a crotch? No, that is difficult. He had a yodel in the and it wasn't, you know I mean? it wasn't his wife's crotch either. That's difficult. He had to sing into a strange pussy. That's hard. <laughs> so when Tony listens, this is to a this. weird conversation. <laughs> so mom, listen. Your mom doesn't listen. No, thank God. Mom, my mom. Say it twice. My mom. <laughs> Ooh. Did you listen to the podcast episode for Eurovision before or after you saw the movie? I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, okay, so you still but, don't know what my mom's favorite line is. Movie, so. Okay, you have to tell me. I have listen. done both. Because my, oh, yeah. oh. my mom's favorite so line for was you. hilarious. <laughs> but I can't tell Tony because I don't want to ruin the surprise. Okay. <clears throat> so it was you and John and Ken and Audra and your mom? Yes. So my mom didn't really talk very much. She didn't much. say anything. Oh. <laughs> she sat there and was like, hi, I'm Karen. And then, Arch, what are your favorite characters? It was, mostly, the spoke. <laughs> it was mostly me and John with a little bit of Audra, Ken, every once in a while, and my mom said like six things. She was just going to listen to us do it, but she chimed in a little bit. We made her give us her thoughts. I would hope. Her favorite line is the greatest. Though. No spoilers. All right, so the end of the night, and Carrie approaches Charles and asks him where he's staying. Fuck, we still have the first wedding. God. And he says, there's only four. And a funeral! And he... He tells her that he was supposed to stay at this pub, the boatman, but he's actually going to go stay at his friend's house. He has a house on the road. Because it's a castle. It's a castle. Because Tom There's is rich. 37 rooms for yeah. people to sleep in. And it's, why did we not arrange that everybody would sleep there in the first place? <laughs> well, maybe Tom and Angus aren't that good at friends. And then... Um, if I had a house with 37 rooms in it... She no, says, well, know. that's too bad because I'm at the boatman. It was nice almost meeting you. And then she leaves. So our group bugger off to Tom's house, but at the last second, Charles decides to jump out of the car and go to the boatman on the off chance that he will find Carrie. He gets to the boatman, and he sees Carrie right away. She is in That's a chair. That's amazing. They start to chat, but it turns out she's been hiding from another guest. So this other guest comes up, and she instantly hides. And then while Charles distracts him, she sneaks off. Because he says, have you seen that the American girl? What's her name? Carrie. Yeah, that's her. I think I'm in there. <laughs> he does not. And she pops up from behind the couch. No, he's not. And he ducks back down. You missed the best part of that entire scene. No, I didn't. I just gave you the best part of that Yeah, scene. but I didn't miss it. <laughs> I've seen this movie at least. You didn't least... mention it. Our, our friends here didn't hear it. I just, well, but 
I need you to chime in and talk to him. I just did. And it was but lovely. But dude's like, I'll just wait down here. Maybe she'll come back. I'll have a drink with you. Bring me a cigar and a whole like, bottle uh, of whiskey. This is going to be a while. And Charles believes he's trapped. But then yes. the uh, waiter, the bellhop, I don't know who it is, comes to give a message uh, from his yeah. wife that she's gone up to bed and that their room number is blah, blah. Twelve. Just if in he's case you're too, too drunk. drunk to remember. And he goes, my wife. Oh, my wife. And he does go upstairs. And the guy's like, you're so drunk you forgot you had a wife. And he's like, yeah. And he goes upstairs and he knocks on door number 12. And it's Carrie's door. And then there is some flirty banter. He comes in and then hippity dibbity time. They go on the wings of boning. <laughs> Pants with no dance. The dance with no pants. Mm-hmm. And, and Tony no was dance? like, man, they're talking like the whole time because they just maintain yeah, the conversation. Yeah, keep fucking talking the whole time. I'm like, dude, they're freaking from the squeaking. You've never done that? Maybe you should Talk try Talk the whole time banging somebody? Yeah. Negative. <laughs> it's like, I'm busy. I don't talk the whole time we hang out. <laughs> You're lucky if you get me on a podcast. <laughs> but I'm not running like, wait a minute. Have you met me? Well, like 280 episodes in, and <laughs> you don't talk. I'm 281 words. <laughs> 270. Carly had a look. <laughs> like, that can't be right. <laughs> I was in the ballpark. Yes, you were. <laughs> you know who else was in there? Charles. All up in her junk. Hmm. Um, so the next morning. Was he singing hmm. into her vagina? No. You got no. Different area code. They say, Hugh know. Grant is nowhere near the actor that Tom Cruise is. I want to know who Who's a better singer? Um, I've never heard Trump. I've never heard Hugh Grant sing, so I'm gonna Music have to go lyrics. with Tom. Try again. Who's a better dancer? Oh, yeah, you're right. And he starts to sing Good King Wenceslas before his driver. That's true. Shows that he is way better. But, yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's true. That, you know yeah. what? That driver was I way better. I forgot all about that. That driver was shockingly good. It was like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, all right, first of all, you're fired as a driver now. <laughs> I believe that gentleman was his copper. Yeah. He was a police officer. His um, security, if you will. Secret service. He, whatever the equivalent is. A Bobby. Um, obviously, he was rad. But I do think that Tom Cruise is a better singer than Hugh Grant. I'm going to go out on a limb, and that is my stance. Okay. This is my truth. <laughs> I hate that. <clears throat> so, Charles wakes up. And Carrie immediately asks them when they're getting married because they slept together, so they should get married now. Uh, he has what is a visible panic attack <laughs> and then says, you're joking, thing. and she starts to laugh. But let's do a round robin. Do we think she was actually joking? Yes, because yes. this is 32. <laughs> That's true. Yes. We know that later. There was a moment there where I didn't realize she was joking. I think that she was serious. (laughs) I've seen this movie many times, more than thrice, more than Tri Glazer. Thrice, that's thrice, Dry, D R. I don't know how to spell that word. (laughs) It's German. Doesn't matter. Depends on how you do the fingers. Is all that matters. Yes. Well, I have seen this movie many times. No, because there's no Nazis in this room. You know who we're not taking on the secret Nazi there's, mission? Elaine. There's four Americans <laughs> and, and two dogs. <laughs> Just leave me And the shit. only German dog is what? in the other room and is not a Nazi. Mm, as far as you know. Chill loves everybody if they're ladies. <laughs> He's so-so about dudes. Then be facts. But it, honestly, it do be facts. 
based on how their relationship goes, maybe he should have just been like, all right. <laughs> I think she was serious, and he should have said yes. But um, she does no, say. I don't think he proposed a 32. She does then. Not on the first night, maybe eventually. Say yes, she was joking, but I I honestly think she meant it. Um, I don't think so. And she then says, I think we both missed a great opportunity here. The opportunity being to get married and be happy for the rest of their life. They're not happy for the rest of their life. But they could have been if they got married right here. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, don't make a pretty woman your wife. Love at first sight, man. I told you this is a fantasy. That's not true. First time I saw you. He's got a wonder schlong and she's got beer flavored nipples. It's a match made in heaven because neither one of them can ever think about another person again. Except she marries she like even, six other people. No, she marries one dude and she even first says that all, number 32 was lovely or 31. First of all, the wonder schlong is Sheldon. Second, the beer flavored nipples. No, the wonder schlong is not Sheldon. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> ever was. <laughs> Give it to me, Sheldon. Sheldon. <laughs> That's from Harry Met Sally. Seen that one? Okay. She knows all about the wagon wheel coffee table. We talk about it all the time. It doesn't mean she's ever seen the movie. <laughs> I assume Carly has seen the movie told, told otherwise. In front of I've only seen it once. No, you should watch it again. It's good. Seen. It is good. It's on something, usually. Like I was making it around. I watched it around Christmas time. It may be time to watch it again. If I'm not mistaken, it's also on my shelf. <laughs> it's on our shelf. Good movie. Come on. We own it. It's a good movie. It's a classic flick. It's not my go-to. We own this. Rom-com. My go-to rom-com is always, You've Got Mail. Which I don't like as much oh, the more I watch movie. it. Yeah. It's I haven't seen good. it in a long time. It's got Dave Chappelle. I do like Dave Chappelle. Who doesn't I don't like, like Dave Tom Chappelle? Hanks. I think my problem is Meg Ryan. Mm. I like true romance. That's not, not a romance. It's a rom-com. <laughs> it's not a com. It's a, rom, it's a rom-com Look. drama. <laughs> Look. I will agree that there's romance in that movie. I will give you we, that. Stop. But there is movie. no comedy. That's some payoff money. There that is money no there's my comedy. Mind. There's comedy in the movie. There's no comedy in that movie. Is it White Boy Day? It's a rom crime. White Boy Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rom crime, yeah. It's a crying shame that you that. You think Floyd was funny? Mm. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Hey, man. All right. Go, so, and then and then you go. I do like the word titties, though. <laughs> Where did titties come from? Is um, romance? Yeah. I know I'm pretty, but I'm oh, pretty instead of titties. Okay. I do like the word titties. <laughs> Makes me laugh. But that's not because it was funny. No, it's too It's because it's the word titties. You already titties. said it was funny. So. The wrong, movie on right now wrong. is The Mac. <clears throat> I've seen it already. But she leaves. Then we get wedding number two, Bernard (laughs) and Lydia. (laughs) Bernard and Lydia hooked up during wedding number one. It's three months later. I was like, damn, that was fast. Three months. Not not because they didn't know. You got the impression they'd known each other for a long time. They just never took their relationship But that is fast to plan a wedding. That's fast to plan a wedding. (laughs) It's because it's ridiculous. It's on TV. She said it's fantasy. It's about as realistic as Lord of the Rings. But... Bernard hit on Lydia, and Lydia's like, Bernard, get away from me. But later they make out, and she is like, oh, my God, Bernard. Yeah. Apparently, Bernard's he's the got the wonder schlong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he certainly seems like it. They're having the good sex all over the place. All right, so. They call him the Coke can, actually. Again, Scarlett and Charles are late and have to run to the church. This time, Scarlett is in the wedding party, not Charles. 
and one they literally have to run to the church because they went to get a cab couldn't and then they went to get in her car and had a boot yes so like fuck it let's run like where's this wedding and I at one point the wedding. bow falls off her dress and she's like leave it no one will notice but it actually was holding the back of her dress together so the whole church saw scarlet's unmentionables they were mentionable <laughs> Uh-huh. Like her bum bum. And really, all I think so far is these two are kind of train wreck people. <laughs> well, and when, they live together. You do not want in your wedding party. When Charles gets joins the others in the queue, come over. Fiona says something about his lateness being almost epic. <laughs> um, Tom, this time, is the best man. And he shows Charles that I've got the ring. <laughs> Because he was the standing best man at the last Just day. to rub a salt much in that room. Choice. <laughs> Not a much better speech. We'll get there. Then be facts. <laughs> then we get the wedding ceremony itself. The priest. Yeah, love it, love it. Is, this is his first wedding. It's Mr. Bean. It's it Mr. Is Bean. Mr. Bean. And, and Rowan Atkinson. Oh, well, back to the podcast. Rowan Atkinson <laughs> said in yeah. an interview well, that yeah. this is his favorite role. <laughs> it seems like it would have been fun. But he wasn't in it very much. But which sure. they almost didn't. Hey, Gary Oldman says it's his favorite character. They almost didn't hire him because they he thought like movie, he or they almost didn't offer him the should've. role because oh, they yeah. didn't think he would take it because it's such a small part. It's practically a cameo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But he did take it. And um, the ceremony is quite funny because he's very nervous and forgets his lines, as, of course, you would expect with Mr. Bean. Yes. Gareth is laughing the whole time, and once he gets through the whole thing, he claps and yells bravo, and that makes the whole church clap. Because it was one of those, it was bad, but it was funny. Yes. So it was one of those ceremonies that goes wrong, but everybody enjoys it. Would you think it was funny if it was your wedding? Okay, I think everything is fine. Well, not everything, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was at Carly and Tony's first wedding. And they about. were making faces. <laughs> I have no idea what you're referencing. Anyway. Because when you're... The guy was... The, no. The guy was a little pompous. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. If you're a little pompous, I'm going to make a face. <laughs> it's funny. And I will say, oh, if Will God, messes shields. up our names... That yeah. won't be as funny as this guy messing up, because he clearly didn't know them very well. But Will is one of your best friends. <laughs> but he was a friend of the family, so he had to have known somebody. Yeah. I wonder if it was... And he was at the last wedding, too, as a guest. <laughs> oh, good God. Sorry, well, my, I, I, let's just see if Will will forget your names. I hope not. I've met him lots of times. <laughs> and, I'm, like, and he's never messed up my name before. Well, you're going to use your actual names or your nicknames? You don't have to blow it on me. No, the nicknames. It's not even real. <laughs> yes, it's real. It's dispersed. Because okay. so. your name's not actually Carl. I know. <gasps> it's not? I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Who are you? <laughs> it's a mystery. So now we're so, at the reception. Like, Tony gave me his card once. I'm like, than, who's this guy? She's got more names than James I Bond. I have a secret identity. Seven. Yeah, the person here that keeps the lead secrets. <laughs> I'll watch no time Is your secret again. identity Carolyn Mead? Oh, it's free on Amazon. Yeah, I saw it. I'll never tell. Like, <laughs> it came up as like a big banner. I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll watch it. I'm like, why am I watching this? This is not a good James Bond movie. What did you watch? The new James Bond? Yeah. John didn't like the new 007. I haven't watched it yet. Because she's unnecessarily mean. No, like there's really cool new characters, and she's not one of them. Like the, oh, shit, I forgot her name. The girl he meets in Cuba. I want to see a movie about her. 
that movie would be awesome. That's because Hollywood hasn't figured out how to write a likable badass woman yet. Yeah, they did. Some... They did it in 1990. It was called Sarah Connor. <laughs> I know, so it's called Alien. Um, yeah, Sigourney Weaver. But <laughs> they... Ripley. But they had an awesome character. No, no. But they that was accidental. They haven't really figured it out. I'm pretty sure they're working on purpose. Because there's plenty of badass Get women away from out her, there. You bitch. No, but they write all these characters that are supposed to be badass women that are very unlikable, and then if you don't like them, then you're a misogynist. Of course, I don't know what you call a woman who doesn't like a badass woman character. Because I'm not misogynist. I can't be I'm not a dude. <laughs> um But Hollywood hasn't figured out what you what the mainstream likes about it in a badass woman. Okay, what they about... They haven't figured out how to put the ingredients together yes. to make yeah. the best... Make yeah. <laughs> what about Charlie's Angels? Just make dudes I like dudes. Charlie's Angels. Even like the TV show or the Halle... Not the Halle Berry, the Drew Barrymore movies? Yes, But not the great. new one. I haven't seen it. I don't know. It could be yeah. good. No, it's not. Did you watch it? No. Then you don't <laughs> actually know that. I have heard zero people say anything good about it. I'm like, I'm But not. you don't actually know that. Well, when the director says you either like this movie or you're sexist, I'm like, right. Yes, I know, so you're never going to watch it. That's fine, you don't have to watch it, but that doesn't make the movie bad. No, I think I the movie made it. itself bad. Well, we don't know because we've <laughs> never it, it seen had, it. had what's her name in it? It could still be great. It could be like The Mummy. If it's on. Could be. She's got a point. i got to go with that. One. All right, well, then you watch it. You let me know. Okay. I'll watch it. You never know. Someday I might watch it. I you, watch things. If it's on. You're not going to watch it, and it's never on. <laughs> not until no I finish Designing movie. Women. I'll tell you what. Let me find it for you. Uh, the Reception. No, no. We gotta Gareth find comes up to Matthew and Charles. I'm watching True Romance. Charles is feeling out of sorts, that I guess. fair, doesn't it? I think I'd rather watch Go Bots. And Gareth comes up, <laughs> and he says that he has a theory about marriage, and his theory is <clears> that a man and a woman like each other and they have a great time, and everything's great, but then one day they just run out of things to talk about. <laughs> and the silence is so awkward, and then the man gets this brilliant idea, I know what I will do, and he proposes marriage as the ultimate conversation starter. I mean, it does start a lot of conversations. What do you want to eat? Who do you want to invite? What kind of music do you want? <laughs> She's not wrong. What colors do you like? What pictures things? do you want? We still need to do that for the Which He Man character we're going to dress as? <laughs> All kinds of questions. See, now you think this be hard, but it's be easy, but it's really hard. Who do you go as? Hero. Man arms. I want to go as Hero, his son. That's true. Yeah. Um, John watched a He Man documentary. Yeah, there was a thing about. Watched a He Man documentary. Look, we're going to have to have an intervention about your documentary watching. Because there has to be other documentaries besides a He-Man documentary. Sometimes documentaries are really interesting because we watched a documentary about why the village people dress like that, and that was really interesting. (laughs) I also watched about octopuses this morning. That was also interesting. I came downstairs and John was watching documentary about octopi. Octipodes. I've heard more than one way to plural. But anyway, so I watched. (laughs) Just don't watch the one about the guy in octopus because you'll cry at the end. Okay. What? Does the octopus die or does the guy die? Does the octopus eat the guy? Because that's sad. No. (laughs) Octopus can't eat a guy. (laughs) How do you know? Because they're this big. They're not all that big. They're They're not like Kraken size. (laughs) You don't know what's down there. There's a big ass ocean down there. Stop watching the Meg. You know what, Elaine? You're right. It it was a documentary about an octopus (laughs) eating a man. And it's so sad that I cried at the end of it. 
You're right. I'm sorry. You, that makes sense. Your life. I just want you to look. What? Elaine, uh, tell me that octopus He's is not evil. marrying me. I'm married to you. Thank you. I used that fan when, um, after I put setting spray on my face to help it dry. That's very cool. Oh, okay. I was one of the knives in What's that place at the mall that sells all that <laughs> Asian stuff? Oh, I know what you're the statues talking about. And the yes, trees and stuff? That's where yeah. I bought this for like a buck. It's Kung, great though. Like Kung Fu movies? I had one that I got off Wish for a buck that lasted like three days and then broke. But no. this one that I got for like two bucks at that place in the mall, works great. Yeah, the whole wish thing kind of died off. Everybody was like, yeah, you can get crappy stuff, but it's funny. But now it takes like a year. Like, yeah. It ain't funny anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> Everything comes from fucking China. And they're like, okay, you're like, yeah, I'll order it. And it was cool. It'll be there in three years. Comes Shh. with a side of lead paint and COVID. Yeah. Um, so then... Carrie surprises Charles. She's at this wedding. He's very excited and he says, Don't piss Don't move. I will be right back. He goes to get some drinks and when he comes back, best wedding ever. He's very excited. (sighs) He says, I'll see you in five days. Yep. He goes to meet her and he's like, I'm so happy to see you. And she says, I'm happy to see you too. I would like to introduce you to my fiance, Hamish. And he's like, say what now? I've never met a person named Hamish. That's a great name. If I ever met somebody with Hamish, would be like, I've been looking for you. <laughs> Hamish. I've been waiting for this for my whole life. And he'd be like, Because I always want to say, Hamish, okay. how you doing, um, old Elite. friend? How's your hammer hanging, huh? You want to ask a guy named Hamish how his hammer is hanging? Yeah, take a little streets of fire for you. Okay. Um, that's a very specific <laughs> question for one gentleman. Um, Hamish, if you're out there, honey, friend. Shh, I feel I'm like... talking to Hamish. <laughs> Hamish. <laughs> Call me, Put buddy. Put your shit on receive. Put your shit on receive. Put your shit on receiveth. <laughs> receiveth. Reach out, buddy. We're going to be buddies. All right, Elaine, you go ahead. I feel like if you are, want to be in a place where you can meet people named Hamish and Angus, we are living in the wrong country. I knew it. You may want to take a little trip over to the UK. Scotland. I've been there once. <laughs> Perhaps Ireland. I don't know. Um, All right, well, do you want to go to the jolly old England? 11, London is calling. Eleven mm-hmm. people have been killed by octopuses, but Only none of 11. them. But none of them eat him. <laughs> That's because some have neurotoxins. That's true. That checks out. We don't. Some know. of them are really small too. We don't know that so, octopus has never eaten man. What about? Man. We don't know every instance. <laughs> you know, I mean, for hundreds of years, people just threw dead bodies off ships. We don't know if octopuses were just like. Like, first the shark gets we it, and count. then the octopod no, gets no. it. No, no, we don't count dead bodies as people being attacked and eaten. No, no, Honey, I didn't say attacked, I said eaten. <laughs> first of all, everybody knows that everybody that goes off the side gets eaten by the megalodon. <laughs> How does a giant penis eat someone? Megalodon. Yeah, you said dong. I, I did not. Episode of the boys. <laughs> or Megaloshlong. What is it? <laughs> They're making your second Meg, and I'm going to have out. to go see it, and you're coming with me. I've oh, been yeah. thinking about maybe watching the boys. Oh. Well, you have to start over then. Last I don't episode, like it. <laughs> two episodes also had Megaloshlong. When we were visiting Audra and Ken, Audra's very upset that I don't watch a lot of things. But one of the things that she was upset that I hadn't watched was this Netflix series called Shadow and Bone. We need to finish that. We do need to finish it, because we actually like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You probably like it. Mm-hmm. Audra asked me yesterday, have you finished it? What would you think? And I'm like, we still haven't finished it. So what the hell are you doing? Then she wanted to know if you had seen Eurovision. And I told her that you had. And that you thought it was too long. 
It was a bit long. But it the, was but just the, right. The ghost was you better watch amazing. out. The elf will fucking yeah. kill you. I don't like Demi Lovato. Tony's favorite character, I think, was the Demi ghost, Lovato. The ghost <laughs> shows up afterwards to tell you things. The I thought that was hilarious. His favorite tertiary. Perhaps out. his favorite. He's gonna kill you. Yeah. What was your favorite scene? He's dead. Do you have a favorite line, a favorite tertiary object oh you thought? I wasn't, I, I didn't do notes that for that. Yeah. All right, so. I was thinking that when you opened it. Charles is now crushed. The girl of his dreams, question mark, big question mark. Like, this question mark is the size of Atlantis. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Apparently, he's been thinking about her ever since that. But he didn't ring her. Their one night. Yeah, but neither of them ever called each other. I thought they just didn't exchange Sounds numbers. like love it. I thought it was a wham, bam, Sounds like I'm they could have. see you again. It's... He should have said, yes, let's get married in three months, because that's how long it thro- takes to throw a wedding together in England, apparently. So in it the, seems like he doesn't 90s. know this girl from a can of paint. They had one night. It must have been some earth-shaking sex. But Same. that's He's all got a he knows shot. about her. Not enough for either of them to call each other. They <laughs> talked all night, even during the sex. Which is gross. <laughs> Get your business done. Then you can talk. See, now I want to ask a question about if no. Cody is completely silent. But I don't ever want to know because you guys don't have sex. That's true. Never have. Well, the next, never time, never. the next time we don't have sex, maybe I'll just try to talk to him. <laughs> and then it'll be Elaine's fault that she ruined sex. <laughs> John hates fun, and Elaine ruins sex. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that makes me think about this. I'm weird. sorry, dude. Oh, <laughs> my God. You should have said that. <laughs> you shouldn't have made that done that before the wedding. Now. Oh, my Oh, now I want to tell them a terrible story, but nobody wants to hear that story. Stop telling stories. Oh, but it's so funny. It happened today. Notes. But it has to do with sex. Notes. So he's crushed. Matthew finds him when he's all depressed. No soup for you. No soup for you. Charles says to Matthew that he doesn't I need you to stop because no one's going to understand a word you're saying. You are getting into ultrasound. He's always going to weddings, but he's never at weddings. Only the dogs can hear you now. <laughs> he wants to know why. And Matthew says, well, maybe... And Charles says, I just don't think that I'm ever going to be married. Maybe I'm just not cut out for marriage. And Matthew says, well, maybe you just haven't found the right person. And Matthew's like... Or no, Charles is like, well, maybe I have found the right person, and I just haven't recognized it. I'm an idiot. But they get called into dinner. So Charles goes to see where he's sitting, and apparently he's apparently ain't either Bernard or Lydia is mean. <laughs> or yeah. really hate Charles. Because I thought he was gonna be when he was like, oh, I thought he was at the same table as mm. Carrie and Hamish. He was gonna have to sit there through dinner. It's worse. <laughs> no, it's all of his ex-girlfriends. I thought that was hilarious. Tony was like. I don't understand the guest list for these weddings. First of all, how does Carrie know these people? <laughs> At the first wedding, they're all like, who's that? And then she's invited to this one. <laughs> well, they're all so, the wedding circuit, you know. There were some deleted scenes that talks about our group of people. About how. I would like to see those. How Charles, Matthew, and Fiona were in school together. Gareth was one of their professors. So Matthew. <laughs> Matthew hooked up with one of the professors? Scandalous. <laughs> one day after a party in their apartment, Scarlett was Charles found Scarlett under his dining room table then or kitchen table the next day, like she had drunkenly passed out there and has never left. Oh. And David, of course, is Charles's brother. So there were some deleted scenes about how they all met. 
Hmm. And, you know, Tom is Fiona's brother. And they're obviously quite, like, if you think Tom and Fiona, they're quite rich. Charles asks him if they are the richest people in England at this wedding. And he says seven. seven. So there's the queen. And they're probably down one now because J.K. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> well, she knows? probably passed him. <laughs> but let's be. But I think so she's after the queen right now. I would assume that most of these people knew each other from university. Carrie, they said, worked at Vogue, so I would think that maybe she knew somebody. Actually, she's not anymore because she gave half of her shit away. The queen well, Lydia the was Vogue. in. JK Rowling. Well, who knows? Yeah, but she's not, she's not on the bread line. No, yeah, she's not uh, hurting. Oh. But she gave. It's away weird a lot though of because. You see Charles and Scarlett, and it doesn't seem like shit. Like we have no idea what yeah. they do. I would like to know what their jobs are. Well, Scarlett, <laughs> I think is unemployed because at one at, at one point she talks about right uh, between wedding two and three. She talks about one, uh, there's a shop that just opened up where oh, she yeah. thinks she could be she thinks really she could get good. A job there, yeah. yeah, and it seems like maybe it's a sex shop. Okay. Notes. I did right. want more about the friends, though. And we don't really get too much. I mean, we get some, but like, for instance, at this wedding, Fiona's table mate asks if she's a lesbian because mm-hmm. she's not married, and it's one of those things. And You're either married says, or a lesbian. <laughs> what? Well, she says it's more interesting than just being someone who's not married, who's mm-hmm. never found the one. And so, remember that we're in 1994, four. Four, so... It would have been a far more interesting conversation to talk about how she's well, a lesbian than how she just never met the wrong, guy, the right guy. And she says, I have met the right guy. I've been loved him forever, and I can't fall in love with somebody else until I get over it. Because he, does he doesn't love, love her. And then uh, we get Tom's best man speech. It is terrible, but Gareth loves every second because of it. it's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible, and Gareth finds it hilarious. He tries to emulate Charlie and fails. Yeah. Yes, he tries to do well. You got to do your own thing. <laughs> you got to think Charlie had, Charles had said something about how many weddings he had been to, and they've all been to so many weddings, and then you got to think they've seen so many of their friends get married. And Tom has seen so many West, best man speeches, and it's it's bad. Are you going to have best man speeches at your wedding? No. I don't think so. I mean, if somebody wants to make a speech, they can, but we're not, we're not scheduling any, and we're not asking anybody. <laughs> so there's time for a song along. <laughs> I mean, we are starting a playlist and walking away. <laughs> there's no microphone. I'm not trying there's to force no anybody nothing. to do anything weird if they want to. You think speeches are weird? No, I'm just. Who am I gonna? You know, you have to make a speech, John. John could make his speech. I, make his I know speech. he could, but I'm not going to make it. He would. Him. He would. I could probably do it right now with no problems. <laughs> I have no doubt. <laughs> I don't want to I would just riff. That sounds horrifying. No, you have to. He's making one, so. Right. No, no I don't need no, to. It's too late. It's completely unnecessary. It's done deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't stuck. need to humiliate my friends in order to know that they love me. If you get me. stuck. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. Look, I got you. If you need to give a speech, just tell the story about when Tony almost killed himself with a knife. <laughs> You'll kill it. have to do with that. <laughs> no, it's just a really good story. Oh, okay. Thank God you survived to marry Carly. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. And thank God you survived to marry my friend Carly. There you go. Boom, done. See, great. That's a great. Everybody will love that story. People love that story. You know what they didn't like? Tom stories. The um, thing is, I think a lot of people will already know that story. <laughs> I don't care. I know that story. And I want to hear it again. <laughs> will didn't because he bitched me out. 
<laughs> How do I not know this fucking story? You almost died. <laughs> I mean, it's not something I'm proud of. I don't tell people that story all the time. It's a good story. It's, just it's a great story. It's fucking hilarious. We about, all died you know, Elaine, laughing. The, Elaine, just your job now for the wedding is to find that story, write notes, and give that story. <laughs> It's in the no. Final Destination episode. I know where it's at. <laughs> but you don't have to give a speech. Don't let him pressure you. I'm not giving a speech. Hey, whose side are you on? Hers. <laughs> Which is the only reason I would always. give a speech. Because she's always on my side. Because <laughs> she loves me and I love her. They traveled down the road and back again. She's my favorite. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. <laughs> That's facts. I'll always eat cheesecake with you. Oh, that's good. So she's throwing a party. <laughs> yes. And inviting everyone. Everyone Tony knew. knows. <laughs> Are you going to get her the biggest gift that she could see? She already got me a gift. <laughs> what did the card say? Thank you for being a friend. Well, now I have to get her a card that says thank you for being a friend. And it'll say thank you for being a friend, Elaine. And then it'll say pals. John, that's the card <laughs> we're going to give you at your wedding. <laughs> I know I'm not wrong. I'm always right. Then be facts. It do be facts. John's driving me crazy because he keeps saying it wrong. Them be, facts. them be facts. But that's not how the phrase goes. It's it do be facts. I don't know what It's your truth. That's my saying. Then be facts. <sighs> it's very Serena, reminiscent to the whole morning. We get a scene with Charles's brother David, who is deaf. At the first wedding, a girl approached Matthew and asked, inquired about David. He is a bit of a dish. At the second wedding, and but Matthew told her that the dish is deaf. At the second wedding, she approaches David and signs horrifically, but she has learned ESL to so that she can speak to David. Which is mm-hmm. very, very sweet. And they go and gets their dance on. Charles goes to hide from all of his ex-girlfriends Sorry. who are telling stories about how terrible Charles is and how he's the least discreet person they've ever met. He's always telling stories about all of the other exes. They tell a particularly terrible story about a girl he dated whose mother wanted to sleep with him, who he referred to as Miss and Mrs. Piggy, and that girl, unfortunately, is sitting at the table and says, I've lost a lot. We've both lost a lot of yes. weight, which is pretty terrible. We have vomiting Veronica and Miss Piggy. Yes, these, this is a, it's a bad situation. <laughs> yes. But that's kind of how you talk about your exes if you don't really see them. You tell amusing stories. You know, like if your current asks about your exes, you tell amusing stories to make them look like they were not great people. That's just how it goes. You don't want to talk up your ex to your current because then it looks like you still love them. And if your current is like, I want to go to India with you on vacation or holiday or whatever, and you're like, oh, I've been to India and it was not a good experience. (laughs) I feel like Charlie is not the kind of guy that goes to India. Stop taking my drink. (laughs) Damn. I'll go get more. You didn't like that at all. Elaine likes the sweet wine. So. <laughs> there was the, still probably the one listener that's left. <laughs> there was still probably like a third of a glass of wine in there. It's so sweet. What the fuck is that? It's Moscato. It's Moscato. It's sugar. <laughs> yeah. 
It's much sugar they put sugar. in there. It's sugar wine. Yeah, it sure is. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, it's something. And you drank it. Yeah, it is. There's more in the fridge. I no, should go no. get the bottle. You should no, <laughs> you drive wines. I get her sugar wine. We should put them together and you somewhere. No, that would be terrible. <laughs> uh, so Charles goes to hide and he goes upstairs into one of the bedrooms <laughs> in wherever this place they have. They're having the reception night. And while he's in there, Bernard and Lydia come in to fuck. And he hides in like this bar that's in a closet. I thought he got out. But he yeah, was, I did too. No. She was still trapped yeah. in there. And they have some loud sex. <laughs> loud sex. But it's legal now, they're married. It seems like it's really good sex. Yeah, it is. Like maybe kind of kind of dirty and kind of loud, little monkey sex. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. Let's do it like they do it on the Discovery Channel. That's close. I'll give you credit. But That's they finish. And at one point, the door I love to that the song, little it has closet that is hiding in opens. And, I bet you feel nice. and they finish, and they talk about doing it again. And Charles <laughs> is like, I cannot take it. And he leaves, and he just kind of gives him a little wave because they see him, and he leaves. Then he's soon, like, oh, I found it. And he leaves. <laughs> I walked over and gave him a fist bump. Like, nice work, sir. Thank you. See ya. I don't think Englishmen fist bump. Maybe they do. Well, you can't give him a high five. Not 94. That's too much. Yeah. Just give him a... Good work, sir. Give him a rock and roll devil's ears? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And then you say, I'm never going to talk about this, and you never talk about this, and we'll never talk about this. And it's then very it sweet, though, because does, Bernard does say, I love my wife, and she says, I love my husband, while they're <laughs> fucking. And they were fucking. Anyways, all right, all right really so he goes scene. out into the hall, we were at least, at least and as soon as us. he goes out into the hall, who does he run into? His worst ex ever, Henrietta. Who is apparently a crazy person who sees him and instantly bursts into tears. She tells him she's been thinking about a lot about him. And she's very concerned because he's a serial monogamist. But he never really lets anybody in. He never allows himself to love anybody. And she thought he was going to propose the whole time. But he was just trying to figure out how to leave her. It's horrific. At one point, Bernard tries to come out of the room. And him and Charles make eye contact. And Bernard just shuts the door. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. But so this wedding continues, and then um, Charles sees Hamish and Carrie go to get into a car out a window, mm -hmm. and then later downstairs he runs into Carrie, and he's like, "I thought you'd left," and she's like, "Oh no, Hamish had to leave. He has to go to Edinburgh," and she asks him to keep her company as she leaves, and he agrees. And Tony's like, "Nope," <laughs> and he walks her. I'm gonna say to a hotel, perhaps her home or wherever. And then she asks him to come in, and he's like, I don't think I should. And she's like, I think I can resist you. And then they fuck. Yeah. And then in the morning, they make a lot of really sad eye contact, and he leaves. And he is wrong, mister. Well, and this is when John picks his least favorite character. Because <laughs> we know how much John hates cheaters. One month later, we see Charles and Scarlett in their apartment. Scarlett's telling Charles about their new job. Charles gets yet another wedding invitation, and it is to Hamish and Carrie's wedding. And I was like, you, why? <laughs> because she may be the fucking devil. Yeah. And and the whole friends group is invited to this one, too. Yeah. None of them had met her before yeah. the first wedding. <laughs> yeah. She does say... 
she does say at that wedding that she was trying to fill it out her side because she this is like all hey he owns half of Scotland and all these people are here for him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But my God, and like she Garrett, doesn't know these people. And at the second week, at the second wedding, Gareth spends a lot of time with her as well. I think he might have been at their table, and he thinks she's just lovely. He's wrong. So, but, but um, <clears throat> so Charles then goes to look at the items on their wedding registry. And it is at a shop that is very expensive and full of very weird knickknacks. Which the makes like, there's a lot of stuff at the 1,000 pound market. He's like, he's, he's me. Got anything at the 50 pound market? <laughs> but it reminded me of that episode of Friends where Joey has to move out of his apartment and sell all of his stuff. And Ross is like, and he's got that whole glass animal menagerie. And Ross is like, well, I can save something. What? What about this? How much is this? No. How much is this? No. And then he saves the dog because it's the cheapest. And Joey's like, the, I don't even like the dog. He was going to buy the parrot. And he asked how much it was. And it was like $500. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> but uh, he, he didn't like the dog. He didn't both buy by the door. In the store, he runs into Carrie. And she tells Why him. Why the fuck is she at the store? Because she lives in England. Registry. So the movie can happen. Got this it. is before you could check on your registry online. <laughs> yeah, she was checking to see what people had gotten. Are you gotten. registered? No. Us? Yeah. No. No. We didn't want anything. Our house has too much stuff in it. It's going to get you another battery. I thought you were going to register for Home no. Depot gift cards. <laughs> it's always room. It's always room. Better hand. Like, or money. Which I've been working on our website so you can. You have a website? It's not live, but yes. <laughs> I asked Tony to write the blurb. He hasn't done it yet. He said I should I've been write. painting flowers. You are a writer, and you can't write the blurb? I've been painting flowers, and I wrote the invitations. He's like, why do I need to write the blurb? I'm like, because you're a writer. He's like, you write, too. I'm like, yeah, I write, like, Tony met Carly at 6 p.m. on such and such a Parentheses, citation. And I go, that modifier's wrong. That's spelled wrong. Good to go. Let's roll. Oh, their first date was at Mount Trashmore <laughs> at approximately 4 p.m. <laughs> who is coming to your wedding that needs to read a blurb? Or is this for people who are it's not just invited? like when you go to the website, there's a picture of us, and then there's just a little, <laughs> welcome to our wedding website. We're finally getting married. <laughs> Most of you have been asking Tony for years when that one happened. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So remember earlier when we were making a list of our friends that we didn't think we'd ever get married? Do you think that, like, Will and Vic had Tony on that list? Yeah. (laughs) Did Gabe get married or no? He's getting married. Is he? He's one of Tony's friends that I don't think you guys have ever met. Will's wanted you two to get married for a while. I know. So has Ben. I'm going to get one of these now. I don't know about that. Little blades on it. That would be cool. One that's made of knives. You could make one made of knives. Cool. You church fans? See, if you went to church, you'd know all about church fans. I went to church for nine years. Thank you. And (laughs) how old were you? One through nine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but he runs into Carrie. And she asks him if he wants to run an errand with her, and he says, "Well, sure. My day's pretty free. I just have to meet my brother later." And uh, the errand is to help her pick out a wedding dress. 
This is not okay. No. She is the devil. And he doesn't the say devil. I have to meet my brother later. He says, I just have to meet my brother, but I can be a little late. <laughs> well, Charles's lateness is well known. I was like, damn, dude. And then <laughs> after they look at wedding dresses, they go out to eat. They go out to I eat. said, where is your brother? I was yeah. very upset. <laughs> yeah, and they discuss the right. many people that Carrie has had sex with. And she lists them. And this is a great scene, by the way, when she's <laughs> listing all the people that she had sex with and how good it was and such like that. But it turns out that it comes to 33. And she does say that 32 was lovely. And Charles says, so then I'm number 34 because I was after Hamish. And she says, no, you were 32. We're the lovely. lovely. And he um, refuses to tell her how many people he has slept with at this time. Because it's not anywhere near as many as hers. Nine. I know that. I was, when he said he had to meet his brother, the whole, like from the beginning, when he met, when his brother met that woman at the first wedding, Serena you, or whatever yes. her name is. And then at the second wedding, yeah. she, and you was, I kept thinking one of the weddings was going to be them. No. <laughs> or I kind like you never really see what the brother Aaron was, but I kind of in my head assumed it was picking out tuxedos for his brother's wedding. I thought his brother was going to be one of the weddings. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> And then they talk about how neither one of them, Charles says, I wish I had rung you. And she's like, well, I didn't call either. And they talk about how they didn't call each other, which seems if you had this wonderful, momentous evening with someone, you would so call So the sex wasn't that good. Apparently not. Not good enough to call her. So then Charles Maybe realized that he was late to meet his brother. So they run off to it's meet his brother. And Carrie comes with him. And he introduces her to his brother. So the scene can happen. And then uh, she goes to leave because she's like, well, you obviously are, need to be with your brother. So she goes to leave. And then Charles goes in wherever with his brother. And then he goes, bugger. And he chases after her. And he chases after her to tell her in the most unclear way that he loves her. And that he kind of wants to be with her. But he doesn't actually ask her to be with him. He just kind of like says, I love you in a roundabout way and then says and I was wondering if and then it just peters off into nothingness and she says that he's lovely and kisses his cheek and leaves because he never actually finished his thought and she's engaged to someone else Hamish my buddy (laughs) me and Hamish were down like four flat tires (laughs) we go back like a long down like four flat tires no i've never heard that one we go back like lawn chairs i have heard but not the thing about the lawn chairs down like four flat tires i've never heard that so is Is that a long island saying because i don't think it is is that a country saying which one we're down like four flat tires i've heard that yeah is that a is that a country saying who says that is that something jordan fine says i just said it now is that something rex says (laughs) Like, where'd you hear that? I don't even know what you're breathing at. People say it, man. Fucking move on. People, where'd you hear that? All right, then we get to Hamish and Carrie's wedding. My man Hamish. Charles is late again. This time he's by himself. He tries to sneak in. The ceremony's halfway through, and it makes a lot of noise, and everybody stares at him. And I'm like, did he sneak in to Scotland? (laughs) Like, really? I don't understand. Well, he tries to sneak in his wedding and it's terribly loud. But uh, then we go to the reception, and Charles is very sad. But Gareth is having a great time. 
trying to convince a, an American woman that he knows who Oscar Wilde is, but Oscar Wilde died in 1900. <laughs> um, so they are fucking with the Americans. <laughs> Our French group gather round, of course. I had course. a guy do that one time at a, when I worked at the tattoo place and stuff. This guy came in and he was uh, Scottish as fuck. <laughs> and he was like, I want to get there, did it. And I was, so I'm doing the tattoo on any good. And I said, um, you like America? He's like, it's all right. Not like Scotland. I was like, oh, so you like Scotland? He goes, yeah. And I said, what's it like living there? And he goes, uh, he was like, um, you ever seen the movie Highlander? I was like, uh, yeah. And he goes, you know that one castle that they fight on? That's my home. And he, I said, really? He goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Americans. <laughs> they believe anything. Wow. I was like, no, dude. No, I didn't believe you. I said, really? <laughs> no, he said, really? Yeah. There's a difference. That's probably what I said. Oh, man. There's a, stop it. I thought that was a But all the friends are there, and, and Gareth wants them all to get married so he can go he, to the wedding of somebody he, he actually likes. He tells them, yes, that they all go to all these weddings, but it's none of them. And he would like them all to go out and try to find someone to get married, which is weird because we know at this point that him and Matthew are together. It's very... Is that like his son? I said, I think they're a couple. <laughs> well, I couldn't quite figure out because I was like, are they going to, because I was, I was like, you were they saying where, what are the weddings going to be? And I was hoping it was going to be the deaf guy and then I was hoping it was going to be them. But I'm like, I couldn't remember. I was like, can gay people get married in Not Britain? Yet, no. And I don't know how it is in other countries, you know. But it's the thing about Gareth and Matthew is I like the way they're just gay. They're together. And they're just part of this group. And nobody ever really talks about it. And it doesn't really come up. Which, of course, is 1994 in Britain. So they wouldn't talk about it. Right. But at the same time, I like the way this is written. It's not over. It's just there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this matter. scene is it's weird because Gareth is like, we should all go out and find someone. And I'm like, yeah, but you're in love with Matthew. He's <laughs> just excited. <sighs> but so Scarlett meets a super tall gentleman named Chester. From Texas. Hey, Arthur. No. And Charles runs into Henrietta again. Welcome back to the podcast, Chester A. Arthur. And she Dialogue. seems much happier and more well-adjusted. She has a new gentleman in her life, and he seems to be making her happy. Good And Fiona and Charles watch the bride and groom dance, and Fiona realizes <clears throat> that Charles is very much in love with Carrie, and then he confesses that he loves her. And he asks after Fiona and asks him why... She hasn't ever been with anybody. And she says that she's been in love with the same gentleman for ages. And until and he doesn't love her back. So until she can get over him, there's just not any point of dating. And then uh, he... And she tells him it's him. He, he's like, who? And she's like, well, it's you, dumbass. And he's like, say what now? He's very shocked by this information. He's like, oh, this is awkward. And she said, it's from the very first time I met you, I fell in love with you. He should just say thank you. And he... He's very sad. He said that this is her life, that she's in love with him and he's never noticed, and that she's in love with him and she can't seem to move on even though he doesn't care about her. I mean, just not that yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But alas, there's nothing to be done. Then we get a lot of great dancing. I'm Again, sorry, more great. Yeah, Gareth Gareth dances and his dancing is great. And this so is wedding great. number three, and the movie yes. is called Four Weddings and a Funeral. And I know, uh, yep. that dude's gonna die. <laughs> she, she, we're watching it. She goes, that dude's gonna die. And like the fucking Grim Reaper, 
That motherfucker, <laughs> that motherfucker died as she said it. I was like, holy shit. Well. She goes, I bet he died dead. I was like, wow. So there's only two options. Either she's seen this and didn't tell you. No, yeah. Or you killed him. Yeah. She killed that character. I was like, damn. Well. The Grim Carly over there. Like, was, we get the, the timing was ridiculous. Uh-oh. Speeches. Elaine's making a speech. And, uh, yeah, the beloved. And for this one, the bride and groom give speeches. speeches. Yes, which is very unusual. We're not doing that either. <laughs> but Carrie gives a great speech, and Carrie's Only speech is pretty good. Virginity. It is a good wedding speech, and it is a sweet speech about her husband. And then uh, Hamish gives a speech again as well. And while Hamish is giving a speech, Gareth has a heart attack and dies. Dies, dies. And they just carry him out of the same Well, they carry him into another room, and there is a doctor, and but he dies. And then Charles has to go tell Matthew, and Matthew is destroyed instantly. Yeah, and this is when tough. Tony was like, was that like his son? And nope. I was like, no, Tony. That's his boyfriend. So. <laughs> that was his lobster. Yeah. And <clears throat> so we're at the funeral. Matthew gives a very beautiful eul- eulogy, and it's very clear how much he loved Hamish. Mm-hmm. And it's... Gareth. He doesn't oh, really love Hamish. Hamish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hamish. I love Hamish. Well, John loves Hamish. It's very clear how much Matthew loved Gareth. And it's very clear that he was a big part of Gareth's life, too, because he sits with Gareth's mom and dad, and they've asked him to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, Carrie. And the whole French group is like, oh, shit, they've been a couple this whole time. <laughs> I don't think. There's no way they didn't know. I don't think that they were surprised. I think they didn't realize. Well, they. How deep it went. Yeah. Yes. And Carrie is there at the funeral, and Charles says, I'm sorry. Why is Carrie there? Because he died at her wedding. (laughs) And Charles says, I'm sorry, you had to cut the uh, honeymoon short. And she's like, well, we'll just go some another time. And then she tells him that she liked that stuff, that gobbledygook he said when he told her that he loved her, sort of. And she just wanted him to know that she liked it. You just got married. Yeah. And I'm at my buddy's funeral. This is yeah. She's not the okay. devil. She's terrible. And I was really like so confused. Angel. Like the whole she movie because she kept turning up. And I'm like, nobody knew her. <laughs> hey, remember the water boy? She's the devil. <laughs> I was thinking she devil. She played the foosball. She played the foosball. And then um, Tom and Charles <laughs> walk home together boy. in the rain. And uh, they talk about how they never really... Um, thought about all these years they went all to these weddings but Matthew and Gareth were pretty much married the whole time and Charles asked Tom about his optimism about marriage because even after all this time Tom still seems really optimistic that he he will get married he will get married and he will have children and And, and Charles is like really you you still think you're still that optimistic now (laughs) he tells Charles that you know I'm never I'm not looking for the thunderbolt I just figured sometime I'll meet a nice girl and I'll like the look of her and she'll be okay with me and We'll have children and have a life together. That it won't be thunderbolts and a choir of angels and first love. But we'll be fine. But it'll be fine. And um, this makes Charles really think. Then we get an alarm clock goes off. And then a second and a third. It's a cacophony of alarm clocks. Good word. (laughs) You don't hear that enough. That's up there with treachery button. But actually a word. Uh, Trebuchet is a word. I'm sure. I've never heard that word before in my life. I know. It's... It's spelled like Trechabut, but pronounced correctly. I actually pronounce it Trechabut now. I'm making it a thing. It's been a thing for all the years I've been alive. Uh, since the first time I saw the word trebuchet spelt. 
Chechaba. Um, right. But cacophony is a good one. It is a good word. It's one of those. This know, is wedding did you number. Write cacophony. Yes, I did. I didn't spell it right. Or, you probably didn't. I don't know how to spell that. But that's not. But this is what I wrote. Cocophony. That's not right. Cocophony. But I'm thought cacophony. But I'm like. This fourth wedding gonna be, and it's Charles it and a mystery woman. To me it was gonna be Charles, never. <laughs> but it's Charles and a mystery woman. Spoilers: it's Duckface. Um, so yeah, slash Miss Bingley from yes. the 1995 Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> so I was like, I know her. <laughs> and Mr. Darcy. Well, uh, is not in this movie. <laughs> May I? No, he's you. just. I love that Mr. Darcy. His. It's Tom has set all these alarm clocks because he wants to make sure that there's no way. Well, Tom is not his best man. He's just a good friend. His best man is Matthew, who arrives to, you know, with the suit and all that stuff. And he mentions to Charles that it's 945. He's like, sorry, I'm late, man. And he's like, what time is it? What time is it? And then Charles freaks out because he thinks he's going to be late. So he rushes to get ready. And they all get in the car. And he rushes to the church. And he gets out of the car. And he says, what time is it? And Matthew's like, really? What time it is? And Charles is like, yes. And he goes, it's 8.50. And he starts to run. And he and realizes. Stops. And he comes back. And he, and he says, back. you bastards. <laughs> and they all laugh. They're all looking like, ah! Because of course you would do this to your friend who's late to every yes. wedding. Of course. I would 100% do this and love every minute. <laughs> yes, you would. Um, so then our friends have... Maybe a... I get a bunch of alarm clocks. Hey, Tony, what's up? Tony does not eat on wake up. <laughs> Never <does. laughs> Tony doesn't sleep. No, he might He might be the undead. <clears throat> I'm just never late. Earlier he said I was undead. I don't, maybe we both are. No. <laughs> When one zombie meets another zombie, <laughs> it's true. Pride and prejudice and zombies. <laughs> and so then, our friends have Join a pre-wedding in. drink to Charles and Duckface. And I'm like, what? Because yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> she loves everybody. Everybody loves Charles. Why? I do. <clears throat> so it's we're at the he church. He must have the. Well, Hen. The big. Hen really BDE loved him. Hundo P. Hen really loved him, and he decided after talking with Tom that maybe it was time to settle, to just go for the person that who seems, really loves him, who really loves him, even though he doesn't love her. Plus, the woman he does love is married to a Scotsman named Hamish. Great name, Hamish. Very wealthy Scotsman. Yeah. So she married him for his money. Is that what you're saying? I, I don't know. No idea. Probably. She doesn't she seem like unwealthy. Kind of, she seems like the kind of evil woman that would do that. She doesn't seem unwealthy. She seems evil on her own. Well, yes, we know that you think she's evil. Everybody can smell that a mile away. Much like dog farts, we recognize the stank of infidelity instantly. I smell what the carry is cooking. At the church, we see the guests arriving, and Tom is an usher and helps a guest named Deirdre to her seat. And it's his cousin. He, no, his second cousin. Cousin. The, the daughter of his second cousin, which makes her a third cousin, fourth time removed. She is distantly related at best. But anyways, they're a Thunderbolt city. And he finally... He's like, great. really? Thunderbolts? <laughs> Thunderbolts. Might as well be Game of Thrones. That's what happens when you fall in love with your family member in a church. You get hit by a Thunderbolt. Um, it's like a wrecking ball. Then Carrie arrives. Charles yeah, is in the church... And Carrie approaches, and she is wearing the ugliest wedding attire I've seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Her, I'm sorry. Her duck d- face would not allow this movie to be a wedding. 
She is wearing a she's wearing a trench coat over a dress that looks like a trench coat. <laughs> it looks like what Obi Wan smuggled out Leia in that last episode of Star Wars. <laughs> right, and uh, she then informs that him that Hamish and her have split up, and that it just was not working out. Or she's lying. <laughs> and and just he, wants to bang people. Or, he, or she just said this, hey, honey, I'm going out for the night. Yeah. He asks her why she didn't call, and she says, well, it was a really hard time. <laughs> yeah, Which, it was. <laughs> it was a divorce, so th- those are hard. Yes. How would you and know? he instantly gets cold feet. He goes into another room to cuss up a storm. All divorces are hard. You don't know that. You have, All divorces you don't know. are hard. You have There's no knowledge of this. Divorce. People who have committed their lives to each other to decide that they are not going to be committed to each other for the... It's hard. It's a horrible thing. Even if it's just changing your last name and separating all your bank accounts, that shit ain't easy. Actually, that's really easy. (laughs) You're You're terrible. (laughs) Uh, Matthew comes to find him because the bride has arrived, and it's time to get this party started. Damn, she she wrote to the last page. (laughs) And then up the margins. (laughs) I told Elaine, you I ran out of Elaine, paper. I can get you some notebooks. I'm just saying. I had to. This sir. one you wrote to the last page, and it looks like it might be the Declaration of Independence on this thing, the way it's aged. <laughs> <laughs> so Is look, this from 1991? No. <laughs> but, so I had to find another piece of paper in case I ran out of pages she, and I need more to write. Done. So then I was searching and I found this notebook. And this notebook is also a podcast notebook that I apparently lost after we did episode 100. Because wow. that's the last episode in here. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> wow. But, so no, she said that I know you threw it away accidentally. I'm like, I didn't throw it away. You lost it. But you found it. I don't know what he's talking about, about accusing him of throwing away. I started a new podcast notebook, which Tony had written on months ago, and I never started it because I couldn't find my... And then when we were leaving, I was like, it's right there. I feel like I should have a podcast notebook. <laughs> But I need to get a new notebook because it, no it freaks again. me out to so write notes in something that stops after. I don't want to pick up episode 271 mm-hmm. after episode 100. That just freaked me out. So I need a new notebook. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So. What? Get- <laughs> <laughs> just let her be her. She'll get a new notebook. <laughs> it bothers me. I have issues. There are many and varied. And this is one of them. So. How many more that one? Before you. Uh-huh. Teen Wolf. Very out of order. Tony um, just uses whatever like notebook he picks list. up. <laughs> yeah, it's just whatever notebook he picked up. Why is my name crossed out? That's fucked up, dude. Your name is circled, as in people that are coming, no matter oh. what. <laughs> if I have to set four alarm clocks for you. <laughs> but I won't, because you're always on time. But it doesn't start till like 6 p.m. We're fine. That's what I'm saying. At 6 p.m. Um, last night we're at my parents' house. clock. Where'd you go? Like, oh, yeah, I gotta go. But maybe I should have made it start <laughs> at 7. It gets dark really late. <laughs> but, By that time, it's 9.30, so. All right. Matthew can see that Charles is clearly free, freaking out. And then David goes to find out, um, goes to find out what's wrong. And um, Tom and Fiona decide that they need to stall the bride. Tom, of course, goes out to tell her that there's an issue with the flowers. Lots of people having hay fever. They have to move the people, never the flowers. Uh, He tells Fiona that he thinks he's fooled them because the great advantage of everyone thinking you're stupid is no one is suspicious of (laughs) them. Which is just awesome. But David goes to find out what's wrong. And um, he tells, Charles tells uh, David that Carrie is separated. 
and David is like, this is your wedding day. You have two choices. You could get married or you could call it off. That's your options. Yeah. And then they go out and he decides to get married. Here comes the bride. The ceremony starts. The bride gets up there. She's lovely. She does look lovely. I don't think she has a face like a duck at all. No, she's a very attractive woman. And Other then, girl calls her duck face because she was jealous. That's true. Because she loved Charles. And she didn't catch him. She's going to hate all of his girlfriends. Yes, that's true. I mean, she was a crazy person, though. <laughs> and then... Um, Anyone that wears that hat is crazy. The ceremony starts, and the priest asks if anybody has any reason why they shouldn't be joined. Speak now. There's a knocking. It's David. He can't just shout because he's deaf. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asks Charles to interrupt and or to interpret to interpret. interpret for him and he says that he suspects the groom is having doubts and he would like to delay and charles is of course saying this out loud and the priest is like and david says this is for your whole life you have to be sure and the priest says is this true charles are you having doubts <laughs> and charles says uh, and charles says that david suspects he's in love with someone else and then the priest says, do you have feelings for someone else? And Charles says, hey, look, Padre, I do. Back off, buddy. And then, well, he does. He says, I do. And then Henrietta slugs him. <laughs> Which, as, you know, I'm not usually for people hitting each other. <laughs> and this is no. Okay, I'm not for people, you know, howling up and whacking someone. This is the exception. Except Weezer. Except Weezer, of course. You take a whack of Weezer whenever you want. But in this case, this fucker deserved it. Look, if you get to somewhere, yeah. say you're going to marry you, you somebody, go, you say, oh, by the way, I love somebody else, punch him in the fucking face. Go to the wedding and then get divorced afterward. Your friends all have a nice party. The money's not no. wasted. Why? No, you don't go through the wedding and then get divorced afterwards. Why? I think it's better to call it off in the middle of the ceremony but than to let the ceremony complete. wasted. Yes, but... And all of those people have a really great story. But I'm not gonna vow to love you till oh death do us part, and then as soon as it's over, go. I, I'm getting. Not as soon as it's over. I have my fingers crossed. You wait a while. <laughs> Carly wins. What you do is you do the whole thing and you cross your fingers. That doesn't count. Duh. Double cross. No. Well, what if she says no takes backsies? Then you're fucked. Holy shit. Forgot about no takes backsies. Then you cross your toes too. Damn. <laughs> That was a rough one. Oh, I was getting out of that. The backseat. You ain't getting out of that one. <laughs> so then we see later we're at Scarlett and um, Charles's house. I'm going to be washing your hands when you get married. You <laughs> and they're discussing. But else, you know, fingers crossed. We watched it the first time. We had to hold hands. <laughs> they're discussing the great disaster that is Charles. I still got to get you that video. And they all kind of decide that it's better that he said something than to get married and not, you know, because yeah, you have to. Too. And then there's a knock on the door, and he's and Charles gets up. He says, "If there's music to be faced, I have to face it." He opens the door. It's raining, much like it was earlier today, and uh, it's Carrie, and she apologizes for coming to the church. She's like, "I never should have come," and he's like, "Yes, you should have," and he declares his love for her. And here's what I wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted her to be like, "Thanks," and leave. <laughs> No. I he, know that's not what happened. He declares his love for her. <laughs> but I was and like, he asked her threw his whole life away. <laughs> and he asked her if there was any chance that she would be with him and love him but not get married for the rest of their lives till death do them part. And she says yes. 
And then that is the end. She's like, that's great. Over the credits because we I'm get. I'm getting that big, rich alimony. So that works out well for me. Um, is she? She cheated three months. <laughs> I don't know. He, cheated. I don't Depends do, on if they got a prenup. Well, if you ain't no know. punk, then how do we want prenup? Hamish gets a prenup. He owns half of Scotland. Um, then Hamish we have, would get a prenup. Then we have the credits. And during the credits, mm. we get a wedding montage of all the other ones of our friends getting married. And Duckface marriage with the fucking Prince of England. Yeah. Yes. And we see um, uh, Fiona marries Prince Charles. And we see that Scarlet marries Chester the Texan. And we see Matthew marrying some boy. And we see Tom marry Deirdre. And David marries Serena. It's all very lovely. The end. And, and we see that Carrie and Charles have a baby. Yes. And of course, it all is to the tune of Christmas is all around. Yeah. With the wrong words. Yes. Sang by Victor from Underworld. <laughs> Sang by Victor from Underworld. <laughs> No, but Victor didn't sing that. It was Davy Jones. Davy Jones. <laughs> All right. So, what did you think, Tony? Oh, you look you right away into the soul and then said, Tony, that's fucked <coughs> up. Let's see. My favorite character. What's up? The character. little ring thing uh, <laughs> My favorite character is. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with. I can't remember his name. Hamish. His name his, is Hamish. The Deaf Brother. David. 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 My least favorite character is uh, Carrie. Mm -hmm. My favorite line is the funeral poem that uh, uh, Matthew recites. Oh, he's not going to recite it for (laughs) (laughs) My favorite scene was when um, uh, Hugh is stuck in the bathroom and his friends are banging out and he's less like, oh, shit. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and my favorite Trisha object is the Love is All Around Me song. <laughs> and I will need this movie. <coughs> oh. Boom! And I wondered, I told Carly, Carly actually fixed this plot hole. <laughs> I was like, why did Elaine pick this movie? Does she not want me to marry Carly? <laughs> and, then, and then Carly's like, no, it's the opposite. Elaine picked this movie because you were married before to the wrong person and then you found me and I was like oh that makes it sweet because I was like what does this movie have to, like, have to do with anything it was kind of a weird a weird movie that doesn't have any like well I guess it I guess technically it has a happy ending but none, of us, none of us buy that <laughs> even though they show the picture with the baby at the end this is about people waiting that for is baby is Thunderbolts the and the right. right person and almost marrying and marry, being with the wrong person but finding the right person. Yeah. See, even he knows it's not, he thinks that's Hamish's baby, but it's not Hamish's Plus baby. Plus, it's a fun rom com. It's David's baby. Is it a rom com? <laughs> you think it's funny at all? In it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought True Romance was funnier than this. Oh. Well, well you're sick in the head. John! Yo! Alright, so my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, I was, I was going to say um, Father Gerald, but I'm switching it to Hamish mm-hmm. because he's my buddy and you guys stick up for your friends. <laughs> Hamish. Yeah, Hamish. Hamish is Hamish. my favorite character. Favorite character. Favorite character. Fuck yeah, dude. He's a little Hamish. Low. Um, my least favorite character is a tie. You should be a Shamish. Between Charlie and Carrie because they both suck a bag of dicks. That's all I got to say about that. Um, my favorite scene is the one where um, at the end... With all of his friends are in the car looking at him, and he's like, "What time is it really?" Yeah. And like, 
850. He walks over. Bastards. You're all bastards. <laughs> bastards. Um, my favorite tertiary object is going to be Father Gerald. Because he wasn't in that much. Mm -hmm. And um, what's left? Oh, my favorite line is when... So let me set it up now. It's when Charlie brings the devil to meet his brother. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to his brother and they're... Um, Signing. Signing. Thank you. I was gonna say brailing. But I'm like, that's not <laughs> brailing. No. <laughs> They're signing, and he's not translating it properly. He's like, "Did you bang that girl?" <laughs> that's my favorite line. It's huh. just not actually lines. It's hand movements. I, like I don't know how to said, sign. Like Scotland is hilly. <laughs> it's like no, she's, she's got nice breasts. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite line. Okay. <laughs> and I will name this movie because it's terrible. It's not funny. It's not cute. The characters are unlikable. Except for Scarlet, she's top shelf. Write that down. But she wasn't your favorite character. She wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Except she's top shelf. Not my favorite. Carly. Okay. My Lane's favorite. Sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> my favorite character was Tom. I like Tom. He's a good dude. <laughs> he's a good dude. <laughs> he gives a bad speech, but he's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good dude. Tom and Matthew are both good dudes. I, I, Matthew, I wrote yeah. Matthew, too, because he was also a good dude. Uh, my least favorite character, I went with Carrie as well. My favorite scene was the wedding ceremony performed by Mr. Bean. My favorite line was the funeral speech, but specifically the poem at the end of the funeral speech. Mm -hmm. um, and my favorite tertiary object were the fancy announcer men. At least two of the weddings. So oh, yeah, fancy yeah. Fancy men. My lord, the ladies, dinner is served. I loved the fancy men. <laughs> that was cool. If you don't have someone at your wedding doing that when dinner's served, no, nope, you need to get someone. <laughs> yeah. My lords, my ladies, dinner is served. And I'll give it a light yay. I did not love it. But I can yay's see a yay. <laughs> why people, especially those who saw it when it was newer, liked it. You know, like... I don't have the nostalgia for it, but I did like it. And I think if I watched it again, I would like get more of the jokes and mm -hmm. the comedy in it that I didn't quite get this time. Cause, There's good know. banter between the friends. <laughs> but I did want more with the friends. Yeah. I wanted more like all we see is them at these weddings. <laughs> I wanted more of them hanging out, you know, being friends. Maybe I should watch the deletes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My favorite line is also the poem in the eulogy. Like the poem. You and it's stop all the clocks, <laughs> cut off the telephone, prevent the dog from barking with the juicy bone, silence the pianos, and with muffled drum, bring out the coffin, let the mourners come. Let the airplane circle moaning overhead, scribbling on the sky the message he is dead. Put crepe bows round the white necks of the public doves. Let traffic policemen wear cotton black gloves. He was my north, my south, my east and west, my working week and Sunday rest. My noon, my midnight, my talk, my song. I thought that love would last forever. I was wrong. The stars are not wanted now. Put out every one. Pack up the moon and dismantle the sun. Pour away the ocean and sweep up the wood. For nothing now can ever come to any good. It's so sweet. It was so sweet. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I need to borrow this. Um, 
one of the movie one of the reasons I really like this movie is Matthew and Garrett. <laughs> and they just are very quietly together and in love and going along. And this is one of the reasons why I thought you would like this movie, Tony, because they're clearly together and very deeply in love, but um, they're not married. And sometimes people can be with someone for a long time and not have to get married, which I thought was a message you would appreciate. Going on, but they're not together anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Then they break up. I not that I have heard of. They're still together. I must be thinking of something. I have no idea. I don't follow celebrities. Um, my favorite character is Charles. I find Hugh Grant charming even when he's terrible. My least favorite character is actually Fiona. Um, I really dislike this character of this woman that's in love with someone and isn't too afraid to tell them for years and years and years. And it's yeah, on this so Presumably, it's been years and years and years. Yes. It's ridiculous. My favorite scene is the funeral because I think it's beautiful. And... Sometimes love is sad. So of these five events, the three of you And my favorite funeral. tertiary object is Scarlet's car because I think it's funny because mm-hmm. it moves at the speed of smell. <laughs> um, this is a classic romantic comedy and a classic kind of British romantic comedy. Um, I like Hugh Grant. He's charming. I think it deserves it's how charming. the hype it gets. And I think it's a good... It's kind of a fun movie about weddings. If you look at the four different weddings or the three and a half weddings that they have, it's just kind of fun to see the different ceremonies and the different dresses and the different, mm-hmm. you know, and all the silly dancing. And that's usually the fun part about weddings anyways is the ridiculous dancing and just being with your friends, and which I like about weddings. So I okay. like it. And y'all are just mean. <laughs> Carly? But anyways... All right, well, please find us on Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Is this the same thing you were going to play? No, actually, I was going to play Ya Ya Ding Dong. Oh, wow. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. (laughs) No, I was going to play Love is All Around, the actual song, but that's fine. This is much better. Uh Uh-huh. Uncle Billy. Christmas. Next time. On the podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> but do it again. Do it again. Give me another take. Give me another take. Bitch, I'm drunk. <laughs> Next time. On the podcast. It's John's pick. Hey. I picked. I forgot what year it was. Fuck, I don't care. 91. Thank you. 1991's Father of the Bride starring Steve Martin. Not the remake with Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan? Technically, this is yeah, the remake. That's the third one. I know. Like this is getting times. into a Star is Born territory. But yeah, so um, it's a fun movie about someone getting married. You know, is it? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I feel like Elaine's got shit on it now. She almost has to. Let's just let Uncle Billy just ride this out. Okay. You gotta talk after it or we'll get sued. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. <laughs> I feel like that's insulting. It is not. It is. It is paying homage to Uncle Billy. Can you make fun of the way he I'm not making fun of Uncle Billy. I'm giving homage to Uncle Billy because I love him. He's my favorite character in everything. 